It's the year 2021. Humanity is on the brink of destruction. But there's a silver lining. I honestly still have no idea what to say. No, neither do I. It's weird because you're suddenly put on a spot where you have to say something instead of just hanging out on a call. Friends apart. Yeah, you have to keep in mind that like this is the first episode, so there's literally no one putting us on a spot right now, right? That's right. There's really no pressure. No reason to think anything. Koalas have two vaginas. Is that true or is that a myth? I, I think that's true, actually. I never met a koala. You know what? The, you know what? Every time I, I think about doing something in the media, like a long time ago, I was obsessed about becoming a YouTuber, but then I never had had like a topic or a niche that I thought I was good enough or knowledgeable enough in to do. And I didn't want to do it to be famous because I think anyone who ever tries to do it to get famous, like it, it never really... It comes off as like they're trying too hard or something. But then we'd think about doing a podcast or something. I get really super meta in my head about, oh, what is a good podcaster talk about? And like overanalyze the structure of all these other podcasts. Think like, hmm. All right, cool. Um, with that being said, I, I uh, welcome you guys to our podcast that will definitely not be meta at any point in time. We know 100% what we're talking about at all times since we're experts oh, at literally everything, okay? Good. <laughs> now, since we got that out of the way, I guess we should sort of briefly introduce ourselves. Um, I think it would be a fun idea for, you know, me introducing you and you introducing me just to get people even more confused right from the get-go. So, uh, yeah, I'll start. So... The other guy talking is Jason. He is a guy from Canada and he studied abroad for a couple of years in Germany. And that's where we met. And we, you know, sort of become like real good friends during uh, his studies here. And now that he went back to Canada, abandoned me, left me like uh, a child without a mother or a father, uh, completely by myself, incapable of, you know, just pursuing life in general. I'm just left here, and he just escaped back to Canada. So, yeah, that's Jason. He's a great guy. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that kind introduction. Um, I'd say most of that is fairly accurate, especially the part about escaping. Um, uh, I really just wanted to get away from the... Uh, the German regime and uh, the oppressive government and, and you know all those all those uh, stereotypes what am I trying to say here um, yeah the other so um, this is my friend Franz um, he is a professional know-it-all in a sense and um, we I guess I could say the same thing we be we became friends I think we met formally on a bus um, for the first time and um, promptly started discussing uh, in-depth relationships uh, uh, about 30 seconds after we met. So that was a, 
that was a really for a kind of zero to 60 moment. So that was um, how I knew we were going to be good, good friends after that period. And um, he's an excellent cook. It's, it's a hundred. <laughs> zero to a hundred. Very quickly. Yeah. If we were, if we were dating, we would have been married already, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I was telling my dad about us doing a podcast. You've met him. Yeah. And, you know, he's a really supportive guy. Like, unironically, he's really a super supportive guy of pretty much everything I do, no matter what. Um, so I was just talking to him a couple of days ago about the podcast and um he was like you know i i like the idea it's great doing something creative um and it's also great that you know uh jason and you keep up your friendship even though you're now like far distance wise but i'm just wondering so why are you exactly recording stuff you talk about And I was like, you know that? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe some people would find it entertaining. And he just gave me a really weird look. And he was like, so you guys think the shit that you're talking about is so damn interesting that everyone needs to listen to it, right? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's either a testament to um, our massive ego or the idea that we just want to maybe share a little corner of our world and someone might be able to relate to it. You know, we're living in this time where like everyone wants validation for their really stupid opinions. And I feel like that's something that we can offer providing because like we're approaching, I don't know, 8 billion people in this world. And by now, I think every experience must have been experienced by at least one person. So if we can talk about that and someone's like, holy shit, I know that. I know what that's like. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll get two listeners, three listeners. It's going to be a super niche community of Canadians who moved to Germany and then moved back. And then Germans who knew a Canadian who moved there and moved back. But um, I do it for them. Yeah, and I just <laughs> do it out of spite at this point. <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> left me in this country, which you're going to abandon as well. So um, I don't really know how that works. Abandoning my country? Well, let's say, let's not say abandon is, is a harsh word. Briefly exit for, for some time, maybe. Called colonialism and maybe something <laughs> about that. No, I uh, I wasn't I wasn't around then. I don't. All right, let's go. Um, so earlier that day, um, that I was talking to my dad, I also had another, you know, really weird experience. Um, so at my work, we have a couple of printers, like huge printers, those industrial style things, and um, you know, you would figure. It's year 2021, and there's really not a lot that, you know, we haven't achieved in the sense of, you know, like, uh, technical stuff and discoveries that have been made. Like, we're really advanced by now. 
and I was just trying to print out that one word page. Um, that didn't work, and I tried again. Again, didn't work. So I called our IT guy, a really capable guy in his like early twenties, I guess. He was like, "Okay, so Word has problems." talking to the printer so you know i remember when we had windows 98 in my on my dad's computer and um, we had a way smaller way cheaper printer uh, must have been like early 2000s um, i had to print something for a school project and printer could understand word just fine so what's going on here he's like yeah you know it's just weird with all those updates and sometimes they just start miscommunicating and i'm still not sure what that exactly means the only thing i know is that the more we advance the worse printers seem to get like have you noticed that how um, like every single piece of technology seems to be advancing, but just printers seem to just be getting worse. Oh, oh, I've got opinions on printers. I've got <laughs> opinions on printers. Um, yeah, uh, we just got some new printers at work. We had one originally, and so like we're a startup company, so budget's important, but we also just got a lot of money in in funding so we're like dropping tens of thousands of dollars on new pieces of equipment and my boss is like getting all of the the fill your own ink cartridge with like the the injected um like the you get the syringe and you inject your own ink like this guy is so cheap that he he'll spend like twenty thousand dollars on a piece of equipment but he's like no i need to save forty dollars on ink so i'll inject this myself but then the printer has like a there's like a chip in the in the cartridge that can tell somehow that the ink is is counterfeit so it only lets you print like half the number of pages even though you fill it up the same amount uh, which which already drives me nuts um because it's like cheaper to buy a new printer each time you need new ink at this point so that like, it doesn't even doesn't even matter but then they have the audacity to hire esteemed basketball championship player Shaquille O'Neal to hawk their wares with their new like ink tank printer that it's like yeah this printer it's got lots of ink you can print thousands of pages without it running out motherfucker you are solving the problem that you created. <laughs> you you do this on purpose, and then you're like, look, we solved the problem. As if you're like a pharmaceutical company where they're like, we both created and cured AIDS in the same week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like, so then, so that was our first printer at work. And then eventually we're like, after the third or fourth time of like donning a lab coat and going Breaking Bad on this fucking printer, uh, we eventually just ejected it out the window into the dumpster, and then we got two new printers. We got like a laser printer and a color printer, and they're both 
you know, like they both have scanners and everything. Um, and the one that's like a thousand dollar printer and, and like, they're both on the network. So you should be able to find them for any computer. And for some reason, the one just, just never shows up, but you can still print to it. Sometimes it's, it's almost useless. And then the other one's like, uh, it's the shack printer, but it's so fucking loud. And we, <laughs> my boss had like a meeting, like surely they should have been able to fix. I'm sorry. This is a really long rant on printers. <laughs> I'm still trying to follow up on how Shaquille uh, used printers to give us aids, but yeah, just continue. <laughs> um, and then, so we got this printer and like, it's fucking, it's 2021. Now we got a printer in 1998 in my house. That was like, it was like an old car. So that when you turned it on, like you had to turn it on 30 minutes in advance of printing because it would be for like 30 minutes. It'd be like, like cleaning the heads and like figuring out what the fuck it was. Um, so, but, you know, fast forward to today, surely they, f they figured out how to make vacuum cleaners and cars quieter, but they haven't figured out how to make printers quieter. So my boss scheduled a meeting in our office and then like knowingly scheduled the meeting and then decided to print a 70 page report in full color on this printer. And so the entire time he's like, so Jason, what do you think? And it's just like, um, you know, like interrupting my sentence every, I'm like, I'm sorry, how long is this going to go? Oh, it's, it's a 74 pages. It's, oh gr yeah, great. <laughs> so um they're too loud <laughs> i'm trying to say yeah yeah that was the whole point i i, I... um it's it's funny because just for everyone out there um we did not meditatively talk about this right <laughs> i did not know that printers uh took up such a sore space in your heart but uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy that it's yeah, out. And I I'm supplanted a printer as um as my father figure, so it's a soft spot for me. I'm just really happy that I got to know you even better. <laughs> uh, very very particular opinion on printers. Yeah. Um, that's great. That's great though. Um. But but tell me, so I didn't really get the whole Shaquille O'Neal part. So did did he like? I, I know that Shaq is infamous for advertising everything. I mean, even in in Germany, I got that. But that's mostly through the American media I consume. Uh -huh. Like Shaquille O'Neal is known in Germany, but he's you know he's not a Oliver Kahn or Lothar Matthäus. You know, like mm. actually famous guys that you probably wouldn't know of. But um, yeah, so tell me, what's the whole Shaquille O'Neal false advertising printers about? <laughs> Didn't even occur to me that you've never seen that commercial. So I don't remember the company, but he he was like the spokesperson for the printer. I don't know why him, but I think it's because he's really big. And they're trying to say that this printer has such big ink cartridges that you can print forever. And so they got Shaq to be like, you know, buy this printer. Like it's got tons of ink. And then that was it. Like, 
I, I don't see the connection. It was seemed more like it's a famous person. I know that famous person. And if he, you know, can tolerate this printer, then maybe I can too. Um, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Let me get this right. So you figure if a multi-millionaire is able to stand the way a particular printer works, you might be able to stand that as well because you got the same requirements for a printer as a, I don't know, seven foot something basketball player, multimillionaire guy in the States does for his printer. I think that's a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Shaq's printing, but he's printing a lot of it. So, you know, there's, in everything you just said, there's such a obvious racially loaded joke that I'm definitely not going to make because I'm not planning on getting canceled during our first episode. <laughs> um, but let's just say I really, I would really, really appreciate if in the future companies hiring huge basketball players would also fulfill the obvious innuendo of the printer being able to print a lot more than smaller, wider printers. <laughs> okay, let me just say that. So next time I'm, I'm buying a printer by, I don't know, fucking HP or something, and by, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, Steph Curry, I would really appreciate yeah. being just lasting a whole lot longer than this weird brother printer advertised by Hologram of Bruce Lee. So you're saying you want you want it to go the distance. Yeah. You want it to be able to print all night long if needed. Exactly. And uh yeah. <laughs> I need to print so bad. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. I, I think we we'll probably go on to another subject because at this point it's getting really weird. Um Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, something that I have been wanting to ask you for such a long time but um you know a couple of years ago when we met i figured let's just wait with that question until we got our own podcast um so this was premeditated uh, two years in the making 100 percent, 100 percent. so i'm not entirely sure how north american countries um no european countries because a lot of times um when i talk to people from north america a lot of times there would always be this assumption that like there's two kinds of european culture one kind would be all the stuff that we just got from north american countries um after the second world war yeah, like music and movies and stuff. Yeah, like the whole, let's just say, Coca-Cola-based culture. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's this really bourgeois stuff that we had, uh, you know, a couple of hundred years ago when North America was, you know, still a pile of wilderness, <laughs> I guess. Um, and it's always sort of, like, looked down upon. Mm -hmm. So... How were you raised? Was Europe something that mm -hmm. like you and your peers were sort of like 
looking towards as something oh if i could only live there for some time or you know if i could learn some of the culture it would be really really cool or was it more like yeah no those guys really don't have i don't know guns yeah yeah um um yeah it's a good question i would say it's kind of weird because i wouldn't say we ever really learn a much like our first introduction unfortunately to europe is through history class or maybe geography um because i can't speak for the u.s but i assume because they have such such like a an identity uh in their in their own culture that they they focus so much on it because and like in terms of like diversity and canada is pretty pretty big too and like we don't have nearly as many people but we have a lot of history so i think that always takes precedent and um so we we tend to only learn about europe through like kind of pop culture in some ways but never it's 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 definitely one more one-sided like europe learns a lot more about north american culture than the other way around um one one thing i remembered when i was in germany was um we were playing a game on a <clears throat> on a trip to switzerland we're on a lunch break sitting around a picnic table and we're like oh let's play a game see you know go around and, and everyone has to name a capital city of a country in europe and like they're all from like all the people were from Spain and Finland and, and, um, and other European countries. And so like they all learned this and they were going around and then it got to me. And now I was like, they had, they'd said all the obvious ones and gotten into like, I don't know, countries, I countries I'd never heard of literally. Um, yeah, like France, um, Spain, <laughs> Spain. Yeah. Um, Germany someplace like called ukraine and uh okay yeah but but like yeah i i didn't know um but at the same time the interesting thing is that we don't learn about them but we learn about how other people feel about it and and that is that it is a better place to live and it's cleaner and everything is is like more prosperous in your like quality of life but at the same time no one actually wants to learn about it is kind of the weird sort of that's my experience at least i don't want to assume that everyone else had the same experience but at least within my circle of friends like that's kind of how i learned about it yeah so quickly before we continue um i think we have to make one thing perfectly clear whenever we're saying something like, you know, me as a European or German or uh, Jason, something like, you know, me as Canadian. Um, we're obviously talking um, in the names of everyone on this continent. And we know everything that our peers and uh, countrymen know and feel and think. That's right. So um, don't even bother us with, you know, you can't speak for everyone. You're just one guy. I, I don't want to hear anything like that. We do and we can and we will. Okay. So that <laughs> now that we have that settled. Um, Germans don't know shit about Canada. 
Hmm. Um, I just yeah, wanted to put pretty... that out there. I think if you would take like a hundred Germans and ask them, I mean, they would probably know where Canada is, but then I want to ask them like, you know, so what are Canadians about? And I guess the first thing people would maybe say is it's cold there, mm. but that's it. And you're actually the first person who, you know, <laughs> opened me to the fact that you have summer. <laughs> um, and I felt really, really dumb um, after you told me. And I think that in general, like, the, the North American people that I met, at least, they knew more about um, Europe than, you know, I or most Germans probably would know about at least Canada. I mean, the U.S. is a whole different beast, but, uh, you know, I think most people kind of assume Canada and the States are kind of the same thing. The U.S. Uh, is uh, the the loud person shouting at the bus stop that you can't <laughs> ignore because you can hear them through your headphones. Yeah, and there go all so... the U.S. listeners. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, let me prove me wrong. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I get what what you're saying. I mean, it's it just seems to me, at least, and also. Um, uh, the couple of weeks that I spent there, it it seemed like a more flashy country, I'd say. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on, you know, uh, outward appearance. Mm -hmm. And um, that's cool. I mean, every country's got their own thing going for them. I mean, uh, you know, Canadians are very polite. The US uh, are quite flashy. Um, we killed a bunch of people. It's um, just a cultural thing, I guess. And I don't know, the the Canadians that I've met, which is you, um, have kind of left me with quite a good experience, I'd say. So five out of That's five cool. for that uh, would definitely come back and recommend. I'll report back to, to my other brothers. That's good. That's good. My Canadian fellow brothers, all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have questions? Yeah. I, yeah. Because I'm happy to field. I actually do. So I guess what interests me the most is because as a German, especially as a Bavarian, we have this thing of um, us being mistaken for Austrians a lot, which in case you're listening from, uh, you know, somewhere in the US or Canada, um, you might not be aware. I'm not even kidding. Austria and Germany are two completely different countries. <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, now, yeah, uh, uh, come on, dude, that was a low <laughs> blow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah. So um, people tend to mistake us for Austrians sometimes. You know, the Lederhosen and. Um, you know, the, the really, really typical trumpet style music and a lot of beer and uh, pretzels and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's what we would usually be mistaken for. Um, but yeah. then again, a lot of people kind of assume that Canadians, as I was saying before, Canadians and uh, US Americans are sort of the same. So what would mm -hmm. you say are like your top differences 
between at least the Canadians you met um, and the US people that you met, especially since you're someone that also, you know, spent some time in the States. So maybe you can put some light on that. Yeah, um, I would say that we're, it's very diverse in a way. So like, I'm from Ontario, and that has a lot of similarities with the states that it shares the border with. So I would say that Toronto is very much like a mini New York and the attitudes and people there are very much closer to that than they are to where I live now, which is in Nova Scotia, where people are very proud of like their Irish heritage and they love to, to flaunt their European, you know, cultural stuff. And um, could you could you elaborate on that a little? Like, what do you mean that um, Ontario people are kind of like uh, U.S. people? In which way? Well, I mean, so I guess in, uh, there, it's it's very much like life is really fast there. They've uh, they've all got places to be, and they need to be there right now. Um, everything's expensive, and they're kind of like they don't do small talk. There's, if you bump into someone, they'll say sorry, but it's like a, it's like a, a, a knee jerk reaction kind of thing where you're taught as a kid to say sorry. And like the subway doors literally say, sorry, like something, um, please mind the gap. Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it says, but like we're taught to say that, but in general, everyone's just like too busy and, um, I wouldn't say they're not friendly, but they're all just like, it's like tunnel vision. And it's very much, it's because it's so diverse, there isn't any one kind of culture in that sense. Like Germany is, obviously there's immigration to every country, but I would say Germany is very in touch with their cultural identity compared to on like Ontario is very much where other people come. And it's like a collection of all these other cultures which is great but it also means that i don't think there's one defining sort of like uh identity in in a way in in like a in a broad sense versus like nova scotia where a lot of the people here are descendants of immigrants from ireland scotland that sort of uh, that sort of thing um and and then a lot of germans actually retire here there's a huge german community so it's It's um it's very like European kind of culturally, yeah. Um, versus in the like Alberta, Alberta is like the Texas of Canada, where they have <laughs> huge. I'm not even joking. Like, there's huge ranches. Like, they're very conservative. There's oil production there. They there's a there's a there was a large Trump following. I assume there still is, but they're now embarrassed by it. Um. Oh, why? Why? <clears throat> well, because uh, he never came back to uh, to storm the White House and and put Joe Biden in Guantanamo Bay. So now they're like, "Oh shit, that never happened." Mm. Mm. Yeah, and 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 then Quebec. You know, Quebec is. I, don't, I won't offend anyone from Quebec because uh, I love them very much, and they produce great beer, and they're very passionate. And it is a very very different place than the rest of Canada. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the U.S. is like diverse in that sense, but we're 
were definitely less I don't I don't know how to say, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like one of those things that just feels different when you go there. Like you go to the grocery store and you see the same types of foods, but they're all new brands. So you don't have any sort of like association with with the quality of it kind of thing. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, um one thing that you said really really stuck out to me um regarding like the cultural identity i'd say um because as a german in his uh very very late 20s um i've uh grown up you know i've grown up in a really rural area but regardless where you are in germany um you will encounter a lot of different cultures and we have a huge Turkish community here. We have a huge Polish community here and Russian community here. And um, everyone pretty much gets along. Like, obviously, you would have your uh, occasional dickheads. But, I mean, overall, people get mm -hmm. along. And um, what I think is really interesting is that in uh, Germany, like, the first generation of foreigners that come be it from turkey russia wherever they really really want to be in germany like they're like um uh, we love being in germany germany is such a great country and um it gave us the opportunity to prosper and um to build a lives for ourselves um because in a lot of cases people are you know uh politically uh, uh what's it called you know, chased down by their former governments, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And uh, then they come here, find peace, and get to build a life for themselves, which is great, obviously. And then, especially people from my generation, younger ones, that um, have peers that are like, um, are like second or third generation immigrants, um, all of a sudden, it kind of changes. And they seem to be more like, yeah, Germany really sucks. Uh, I really want to go back to my home country. And like their parents usually are like, bitch, you've never even been to your home country. Like you don't want to go there. Like just be happy that you're uh, somewhere <laughs> peaceful now. And they're like, you know. So, um, and when I uh, experience different cultures in the US, um, and I, I assume it's kind of the same thing in Canada then, uh, people are aware of the heritage, but it's not like the sentiment of we want to go back there. Yeah. It's more like, you know, we have this heritage and we're proud of it and we want to uphold some of its values and traditions. But at the same time, um, uh, we're mm -hmm. just happy to be a part of uh, the country we're in right now. And I guess that's maybe that maybe comes from the geographical distance that... Um, people that come to Germany have um, as compared to people that come to Canada or the US where for us it's maybe just a couple hundred of kilometers of distance um, and uh, if you yeah, know someone from yeah. Turkey immigrates to Canada it's literally thousands of miles then so yeah yeah well that's a, that's a good point I, I wonder because like we have we have really big communities here and um uh, especially like there's like a large 
like Asian populations, you know, there's like Chinatown where I don't know if those so much exist in other cities. Like if like Munich has a Chinatown, for instance, I don't know if that's a thing versus say Toronto or Ottawa or something like there's dedicated areas um, where that sort of culture has prospered. And then um, I can think of one example of um, there's a guy who's very famous in um, uh, who, who always attends Toronto Raptors games. And it's, I, I think he's Sikh, but he's got, um, he's got like season tickets every year, front row, like floor seats. And he's got like a Raptors purple colored turban. And he's like fucking, he loves the Raptors. He loves like Canadian culture and everything. And, and of all of the, I would say Middle Eastern people I've met in Canada, they, they like love Canada and they love to be there. And it's like, it's, it's definitely different than, than I would say you've described for Germany. I mean, obviously it's, it's um, the most sensible thing for us to talk about issues that, um, people relating to other countries have, uh, since we're such diverse racial guys, like, yeah. uh, we are definitely oh, yeah. not both white as snow and, um, my beard definitely is not sprinkled red because I guess I have some sort of like Scandinavian thing going on there. So I don't know. Yeah, you, you are a Viking. Yeah, like my my ancestors were probably even wider than me, so I'm definitely the one <laughs> who should be talking about those issues. But, oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> talking about heritage, uh, did I tell you that I did one of those ancestry DNA tests? Oh, you did? No. How'd that turn out? Yeah, as expected. So <laughs> German. <laughs> yeah, you know how people take those tests and they're like. Um, oh, damn, I'm like 15% Kazakhstanian and uh, like 20% Montenegroan and like mm. 10% Chinese for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it was like 80% German and 20% Austrian. <laughs> Dude, you want to insult Sorry. me, huh? You want to insult Sorry, me? Sorry, I take it back. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was actually French. Oh, really? Yeah, so uh, funny thing is it sounds more exotic to you at first, but then you think that Germany borders on both countries, <laughs> <laughs> literally. So like my ancestors uh, were completely German and I might have some people, you know, having taken the walk for a couple of kilometers from France to Germany. They actually just got lost, and that's how that happened. Probably. And, yeah, that's that. And um, uh, <laughs> my test really didn't turn up anything interesting. The only interesting thing that did happen, though, and now listen up, my friend, because if you think I'm a one-dimensional white guy, your world's about to be rocked. Um, All right, let's hear it. So... On Ancestry.com, uh, you have this possibility of um, connecting with distant relatives, mm -hmm. which I think is amazing. Um, unfortunately for me, though, I couldn't find anyone. Until a couple of weeks ago, I received a mail from uh, Ancestry telling me that I got a message mm -hmm. from a... And I'm 100% real, all right? 
I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say my last name now, but it's my last name and the first name Rashonda. Okay. I'm not kidding. Um beautiful African American lady um from Albuquerque who texted oh. me if I knew her mom, which seemed like kind of a weird message at first. But uh, turns out that at least we share the last name, but I do not know where and if we are actually related to each other. But mm-hmm. I thought it was quite, you know, neat to know that my last name, which is like a really like a hundred percent white last name, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, traveled so far. Is it common? I don't think I've ever seen it. Other than yours, though. Oh, it's really not common. Um, okay. So, you know, there's these last name registries that you can go to. Mm-hmm. And there's like less than, I think, 300 people registered with my last name. Um, in Germany, at least. But, yeah. I, I would say mine's, mine's also not very common, at least in North America. Um, but But when you look back, like... I mean, spoilers, it's an Irish last name. But when we we look back, like you get possible suggestions on ancestry of like, you might be related to this person. Does this person fit in this part of the family tree? And then, you know, all they really have to go on is the last name. Like, it's Irish. You're Irish. Is it this person? And like, you get a birth date and that's it. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um, it's so strange because especially if you're thinking about um you know all the people in the past that shared your last name um yeah. it might have just you know split up into two families at some point uh like a few hundreds or a few thousands of years ago um you would never know about it and then like a thousand years later because you're a bored guy sitting in your apartment and you're like you know what i should do i should probably take a dna test because i'm so interesting Uh, (laughs) and then like a thousand years later those distantly related ancestors sort of reach out to you again in the form of a rashonda um that is like you know my mom so i don't know it's i I think it's cool well do you (laughs) i don't i don't fucking know man okay yeah but it's 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 a strange thing so i think it's really cool that you can be in touch with your ancestry just like that but i also think that to be honest it's it's kind of a you know a wasteful experience for i guess like 99 percent of people doing that (laughs) i would say yeah uh it is kind of amazing though my brother um has has been tracking the whole family's um tree uh and this so I don't think I told you about this. Um, so he had like the whole family tree mapped back to the 1700s or 1600s or something. And and my uncle did the same thing on my mom's side, my brother's on my dad's side. Um, and I'm not shocker on my, on my mom, mom's side um, goes back to Germany. My, my grandmother was first generation Canadian from Germany. Um, but, on my dad's side, they're Irish, but like not, I don't know, 10th 
10th generation Canadian because like we've been here for a long fucking time now but my dad like I have my sister and my brother who's who's actually a half brother from a different mother my brother from a different mother and he tracked all of our family tree and this like never showed up or anything but then all of a sudden on ancestry he got an email from somebody and they're like hey is this your father what uh and he's like i beg your fucking pardon um (laughs) is your father this man and he said yeah because this is my father as well and um we're like what and it's like this 65 year old man from i i I don't know he lives in you know canada still obviously but um and so we find out like that apparently my dad had a child before my half brother who's now 45 i want to say that is so fucking amazing it's even more crazy because this guy was like hey by the way i think you also have another sister who's like two years older than me no and i'm like what are you fucking kidding me like (laughs) so like my, my dad has never talked about his past ever because i barely know what he does to begin with i thought he was a drug mule for like the better part of the last 20 years of my life um hopping around uh, south america i should really be posting this on the internet um (laughs) (laughs) and uh like he's always been super shady about his past in general and um but like hearing this through these people and 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 the first was like okay maybe they just want something from us and they're just you know fishing for family but Mm. then but they're like no no i don't want anything to do it i just thought you should know and then that was it. I think my brother went and met up with this guy like once just to just to get some information from him, but but that was it. Like they didn't he's got a wholly totally different life and doesn't want anything to do with us, but he thought it we should know him. But like so you know, ancestry, it works sometimes. I yeah, guess. that damn. I, I shouldn't have led with the Roshana story, shouldn't I? <laughs> I thought I told you that already. I guess. No, you didn't, man. That's amazing. I mean, I knew parts of that story, but I mean, having the whole thing put together, that's amazing. Damn. Yeah. I don't remember their names or anything, but it's, it's wild. All right. Now that we um, talked about profound family stuff like that, um, I yeah. think it's time for us uh, to go to my new and favorite segment. <laughs> German words that I think you have no fucking idea what they actually mean, and I'm really, really, really anxious to find out this in equivalent in your language. So, oh, I like this. Um, I was just thinking about words that just do not make any sense that we have in, in German, and I would love to hear if there's an equivalent in English for that. Okay, so, right. um. Today's word is Busenfreunde. Okay. Okay. Do you have any idea what this could mean? If I had to guess off the top of my head, uh, it would be drinking buddies. 
that's not too far off, but I guess you really tried to uh, go off booze there, right? And yeah, when, really yeah, latched onto that one. Yeah, okay, so uh, Busen, uh, B-U-S-E-N, Freunde, which, well, literally means friends. Um, the Busen part literally means tits. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the word is kind of like best buddies from childhood on, sort of. Tits um, buddies. Yeah, tits buddies, exactly. Okay. Um, I just love that word. It's not a word that people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is. We do have one. Holy shit! No. Um, yeah. So, uh, many people will maybe know Anne of Green Gables, um, here in Canada, uh, and an old saying from a very long time ago, which is "bosom buddies." Bosom also means yeah, yeah. breasts, I guess. Uh, bosom buddies bosom friends Damn. or something that's literally the same yeah i'm amazed i'm totally <laughs> amazed um my alternative my my uh my my audible there was um friends who go to the strip strip club together yeah yeah i mean <laughs> those two things might overlap sometimes <laughs> damn okay yeah. yeah i'm glad we got to the bottom of that um okay cool so uh this is it for today's podcast um i would love you guys to interact with us um either on twitter at friends apart pod or via email friends apart pod at gmail.com and yeah we talk to you guys next week again and maybe we're gonna get to the bottom of uh more of racially loaded printers as well as jason's personal family history all right guys perfect you have a good one bye